July 21, 2021. It's a Watt Pedro show. Thank you. 
Bob from Peter Show. Happy Wednesday. Stage of all over again, people. <laughs> Start out John Coltrane, Blue World, take one from that stuff they found in the attic of Canada. Naima, take one. And then uh, the Inevitable Valley, Jess Coble. And because of those uh, incredible Estonian software engineers with this captain invention, that's who we got aboard with us. I'm not man alone. I got other Jess Coble. Welcome aboard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we got to thank, once again, <laughs> Brutal Sound Effects crew for the connect. Brutal Sound Effects crew, SF represent. Yeah, now, man, some trippy-ass music from you, Jess, which is beautiful and uh righteous uh, investment in, mm. in a scene that's fucking right, unpredictable, and fucking f- full of stuff to inspire you in your own or my own so i'm i'm curious about how you got all this going can you uh, will you take a trip through your music journey and bring your earliest musical recollection please i mean my earliest musical recollection would be sitting next to a fire with my dad like at like three listening to a, a vinyl of the muppet movie like uh and then i think after that like, I don't know, I think I was like five years old when I like, I don't know, I didn't have a lot of cash growing up. And so like, I was just like making fun for myself. So like, I was straight up like drawing a keyboard on a on a two by four to, and like building a or shooting a music video at the age of six, like, just like trying to just do something with nothing. So it was kind of like a prop, like you're miming it. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I mean, I like, yeah, there was there was no sound. Like <laughs> the sound was something I was figuring out later. I was just like going, I was just making it happen. Like I, I, I recruited like uh, a friend who ended up becoming my stepbrother into the mix of it, and like uh, just grabbed the VHS camera and went for it. Well, now now did that Muppet movie have the band? Did they have the animal on the drums? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah. Now, so so if you're drawing on two by fours, there's probably no instruments in the house. Uh, nah, nah. Like, uh, I mean, there, there was always singing. Like everything, like everything my mom did, she that's did. That's right. With, like, the, 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 song, voice, song the voice, the voice is an instrument, people. So the yeah. bottoms of your feet, that's probably our first drumsticks. Right. <laughs> so your mom was a singer. Okay. So there's always singing going on. So you did have kind of music. And and, and were they uh, listeners? Did they have a little record collection? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like um, de- like a whole lot of Grateful Dead, some, like uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Like, um, and then, uh, I mean, uh, I mean the Beatles, but I was never really a Beatles fan. I mean, maybe a controversial take, but I, I don't know. No, maybe no, not. I remember because everybody else liked them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, and I, I'm, I, mean, I mean, when I look yeah. back now, they're they're fucking great musicians and everything. Paul McCartney, Monster Bass Man, and all that stuff. But man, in the day, like too many other people liked them. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's like it's like when I was just around for a resurgence and like mad respect for the, for the fact that that they went on the evolution they did from like pop, 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 pop to like tripping the hell out within like the span of seven years is everything <laughs> they put out. But like beyond that, like, I don't know. Not, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, anyway, <laughs> we, don't need to, we don't need to feel good about making them feel bad. <laughs> I mean, shit, noise is far more critical than music. Right, right. And, and you know that I am, I am the walrus who's got some noisy fucking parts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's got some kind of trip out. Like you said, it's quite an evolution. And they did learn themselves on rock and roll, right? Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley, Little Richard. So you can't say they just they didn't pay some due. Uh, uh, let me ask you this: first record you bought with your own money? Uh, same day I bought uh, Nirvana's Nevermind and Janet Jackson's Jack- Janet. Whoa! 
Okay. And so, so that's telling me right away for you, music is music. You don't care about genre shit. No, no. Like, I mean, I was, I was growing up in, in the nineties. I was like buying like, uh, like Snoop Dogg's fucking doggy style the day it came out while also like, like buying, uh, like Siamese dream the day it came out, like just like whatever is good. Like it wasn't about musical perfectionism. It was about giving me something I could feel. Did you ever uh, find out about a record called uh, Hustler Convention? No. And this cat named Lightning Rod, he was actually one of the last poets who made this kind of fucking opera. And a lot of the early rappers, of course, last poets were important, but this, this is like in the middle seventies. It's kind of a, trip on uh, Superfly, except it's two young guys, right? They're growing up in the neighborhood together. Check it out. I, you probably can listen to it for free on uh, YouTube.com at Hustler's Convention by Lightning Rod. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it might blow a little... Um, I, I'm surprised. I ask young people, and they know so much about different music, so that's why I just put that out there. What about the first gig you saw? Uh, first gig I ever saw... Well, I mean, like, growing up, uh, up up in seattle like there was so many bands and i was like just in bands like so so early and and so often that like there there was tons of like just music that i was seeing but like i was just a little too young to like get into seeing a bunch of the grunge acts so like the first real like a like con i mean apart from a bunch of grange hall shows and shit like outside the city that my first real like going to seattle for an arena show was the uh, um the show called end it that was like um who was it, it was uh weezer rancid uh sky cries mary 311 holes first show since kurt's death and uh green day me and D Boone's first gig was T Rex. Hell yeah! <laughs> Everybody says that. I mean, you know, we didn't know. Fuck. Actually, they weren't that big in the U.S. It's bigger in England. But we just liked his voice, the way he looked. It was trippy. I think Ringo took the cover of uh, the picture of the slider. What about school? Were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? Uh, all that. Yeah, like I mean, it started on trumpet, like in elementary school, because the uh, the guy leading the band was a trumpet player. So I knew he was gonna pick the parts that had like tons of trumpet and like was gonna pay more attention to them. So it was like kind of like one like a year and a half intensive of like just like getting everything I could from that uh, instructor, and then I switched over to trombone and uh, the bone. There's some bass yeah. clef. Hell yeah, and like uh, uh, yeah, like uh played that in like the the jazz band the marching band the, let me ask you about the marching band you know yeah, yeah. trumpet versus the bone the mouthpiece right a lot easier to march with the fucking bone oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> like, you don't have to worry about that shit like just jamming into your teeth either like yeah like, yeah right. yeah. yeah you can relax a little bit you're at the front of the line because yep. nobody wants to get hit in the back of the head right, with the trombone right. yeah. and you know what it's kind of getting you on that road to noise because you, we're not talking just 12 notes there's microtone oh yeah it's yeah like you're fretless getting in there. bass <laughs> totally yeah well and and so like yeah the, then i got into like playing trombone and jazz band which inevitably like at that point i'm like okay so i have friends who are all musical i want to start a band like okay what do you want to play i walked up to my stepbrother i'm like what do you want to play he's like well i want to play drums i'm like okay get a drum set i walked over to my other friend i'm like what do you want to play i want to, I want to play guitar okay you're the guitarist walked over to my other friend what do you want to do it's like i want to sing i'm like okay it looks like i'm playing bass so i went and like got together like scratched together a hundred bucks and got like 
the the cheapest base they had at Diversified Pawn and Loan, which was this like pawn shop just north of the city uh, uh, of Seattle, that like all the bands would like go and like sell off their tour rigs to like just, make a little bit of cash. Yeah, there's a town Ballard, right? Yeah, well, uh, Ballard like is a little like is still like kind of Seattle. Like okay. it, it was more like Northgate-ish, but like um like I used to throw a uh, a monthly or a, a, a every other week uh, experimental showcase um, in Ballard at the spot called Mister Spot's Chai House that was called Chickenhead Church. Um, that was like a crazy like three act format like at a spot that like was serving like food and and beverages and like uh people are just able to get together for free and like have like a community kind of like noise experimental show and that was like i don't know that was like 2005 i worked a room there called the tractor tavern and they had the most bitchin load in right had a dock you could park the boat there i wish every Uh, pad on tour (laughs) look you you gave me this uh speak up i want to play okay
Watch for Pedro Show. Yeah, that speak up from Jess Coble. Then we had uh, King Champion Sound with Jerry Love, a brand new record from these cats out of Holland. I'm in between two worlds. Sam Locke Ward featuring Chuck Kaufman. Ooh, it's fancy. Bob Bucko Jr. with Winding. Both those cats are Iowa. Body Surfing the River Yadkin from Bombas Pregnant, D.C. area. Parallel System, System 28 from Rambutan Proj out of upstate New York. What do they call it? They call it the Hudson Valley, yeah. Andreas Brandel, Chris Robert, Michael Potter, Salem Hay, and then the organizer, Eric Hardeman. Lagoon Monster Rubber Mass, Part A1. Yes, brand new stuff from Bronze Age UFO out of Baltimore. I don't know. It's the main project or the side project of uh, Mulroman, but they got some new stuff too. And then finally, Waited from Jess Coble. Okay, so people off air, I, I got enlightened to the fact that Jess here was <laughs> the bassmeister at the fucking Shithard Center in Seattle. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that means you, you must have learned some. Well, the bone helped, right? Even yeah, though there's yeah, that, no string on it. Totally. Well, and, and that, that got me just like deep rooted in, in the low end. And then like, I mean, at, like I was doing a lot of jazz stuff at that point before like um and so that got me into improvisation as well but then like i slid over from trombone to uh bass for the jazz band and the vocal jazz band in uh in high school and so then i just started like running with that and like the the band that i initially tried to pull together in middle school like kind of like pulled together that drummer ended up being my drummer throughout all of high school as well as my stepbrother and like uh pulled together a couple different bands that, that i really started focusing on bass with but i mean like so many people they they don't necessarily want a bassist they want a, a, a guitar accompanist and like so i just started getting like deep in tone and texture and started like just playing the effects pedals almost as much as i was playing the instrument you're talking the bass yeah, yeah. Okay, can I? Yeah, because you know when you start putting it through the pedals, you can get a little, you lose some of that punch and stuff. But but that brings on other textures. So you were composing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I was, I was, I, like, at first, I, I just became a machine. Like, I was just like sight reading thirty second note pickups on on like bass runs, like yeah. just like mad walking bass, like just out of control. And then I was just like, but yeah, I want to kind of slow it down and like actually like play stuff I can feel a little bit more. And, um, yeah, I got rolling with, with a few bands. Well, and, let me um, get, let, get your take on this with, with bass bone or mm -hmm. bass guitar. The, the more notes you play, the smaller you get because of the low frequencies with the wide wavelengths. Nothing has time to evolve, totally. Right, so it ain't a search for the most notes, it's a search for the good ones. <laughs> Well, and the the basis for uh, I'm a robot who was playing with yeah. Beck for a while. Like he really turned me on to that. Like uh, there was this one performance they did of uh, Nobody's Fault but My Own on Saturday Night Live Ed back Anderson. back back in the day, What's and just name? like uh, letting a bass note just like ring the ring out and just like sing is so fucking powerful and beautiful. Uh, Mendelssohn, right? He's, yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, and smart, smart, smart. Well, I'll tell you, Herbie Flowers doing that bass for Lou. Yeah. Uh, walk on the wild side, right? He's yeah, he's yeah. he's glistening on a stand. He overdubbed a stand up in a electric, so he glisses up, and then glisses down with the other one. 
Oh, and you know what I mean? Only two moves, right? One, yeah, one yeah. interval, but man, that's so powerful for that tune, right? And, yeah, and also to yeah. get how many on AM radio and get how many guys are selling their ass for a living. I mean, that was pretty trippy. Yeah. <laughs> Little Joe never once gave it away. Everybody had to pay. I mean, Herbie Flowers did a great, great bass line there. He, he's a... Yeah, and I think one of his things, besides not uh, eating too much drugs, is don't play too many notes. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say be stupid. I'm just saying the physics. Yeah. If we get all up there trying to be Paganini, maybe the cape works, but the physics don't. You know, we get smaller and smaller. And okay, we well, and it ki it kicks back to like the '90s like route that I came up with. Of it's more important to play what you feel than to play it perfectly. Oh yeah. Yeah, and maybe another side that that is aiding at a bet in the tune also. Maybe it ain't oh. about just the player, right? Yeah. Right, the tune, and we got all, especially bass, man. When, when you're working good with the drummer to help push that tune, make people feel it, right? Bass, in a lot of ways, we feel that motherfucker more than, than hear it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm so glad D. Boone's mom put me on it. And you know, in the old days, like 70s, okay, you say 90s, it was like right field. That's where you put your retarded friend. Like right field in Little League where nobody hits the yeah. ball. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you can still be a part of the band. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, but in another way, you're kind of like a fucking point guard, huh? You're running the floor. It's 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 trippy. Trippy I what mean, a base can do. More like a center in that like it's it's getting dumped to you and then you're dumping it out because you're that solid bedwork that everybody can bounce off of. Oh, Okay. That's another, that's another, another, uh, uh, well, I'm thinking of Magic Johnson, like, uh, Byron, uh, you ain't getting the ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, Magic decided who was going to get, yeah. And so that was just maybe wishful thinking. And, you know, James Worthy, I got to meet him, and he, he's a bass player. He told me. I said, what oh, kind man. you play, James? He said, Fender Percussion. <laughs> okay. But then I met his, <laughs> you know what, I met his roommate years later. And this guy said in the morning, part of his, before he went to Prague, he did a bong hit and Prague bass. So he wasn't bullshit. He just, a couple letters got, got twisted around. So, okay, so this ba these bands, now this was your band that you got your stepbrother and your buddies in, right? Well, yeah, like, uh, well, it was, so it was me and uh, a buddy who, um, met in high school, like, he was, like, new kid who came to town, and, like, I was, like, cat that everybody thought was on heroin because i was just like walking around with my headphones on like if i wasn't in class like just like not talking or, or like really interacting with anybody i was just like deep in my music looking for that sound and like um so he came to town and we started playing we got this drummer who we then lost because uh his mom was like hey uh i have this opportunity at this other job and so either i can buy you a playstation and we move and or you stay and you're in your band he's like i'll take a playstation over a band <laughs> Come on, oh, and, and so and so then I brought my like uh, my my who the, my friend who ended up being my stepbrother into yeah. uh, the band, and he he was like our solid drummer for a good long minute. And and, and were you writing most of the stuff for this band? I mean, it, it was it was it was definitely a collaboration. Oh, a collab, between, okay, okay. Yeah, me and me and my me and my buddy. Because yeah. I'm always interested when the bass players write the music. <laughs> Yeah, like sometimes, sometimes it works out well. Sometimes you get a primus situation. Sometimes, like you, you know, it, where else just... in the old days, uh, Chris Squire, you know, he it was his band. Yes, was his band. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's why the bass is so fucking loud. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can mm-hmm. do that. Uh, family man, in a, a reggae band, there's no problem, right? But yeah, you start Bogart and that other stuff, it, it's a little out of proportion. There's something about James Jameson. Or we were talking off air, Larry Graham, right? Where you're mm-hmm. fucking, oh, yeah. James Jameson was a beast. Oh, my we God. We all owe him, right? We owe him yeah. tons. We owe tons. Right? One finger and four strings. He didn't have to get up into that other stuff. And, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then somebody stole that. We don't know where the P bass is, right? It says funk. It's carved in there, though, but some asshole stole it. Uh, what? Yeah. So, uh, headphones on heroin. Oh, Ca- Capitol Hill? I mean, that that was in this little shit town just north of Seattle called Arlington. Oh, okay. Like, um, yeah, like, uh, I was born out on the East Coast, and then uh, at five, like, uh, my mom moved me out to uh, this little town just north of Seattle, and then grew up there, and then... Uh, there was, was a there. problem with that stuff. I, I lost some oh. friends. Yeah, it was bad. Like, I mean, like, I mean, you couldn't grow up in the '90s in Seattle and not know somebody who was lost to heroin. Yeah. Like, it's just. And, I and also granted, know some people who made it out though too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are there are people who are still functional addicts, like, and there are people or, or, who or got clean, clean and or clean, clean. got cleaned up. Yeah. yeah, but but a lot of people didn't. It, it's very heavy people. Liquor still kills more people, though. Don't forget that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to get all preachy, but... No, uh, that took my dad. What's that? I said that took my dad. By the oh. time, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was cancer. Like, it was like, in a, like a brain, lung, back, and leg by the time I got him. But, like, he was the cat who would, like, throw a 30-pack of Budweiser in a backpack and climb to the top of a mountain and just sit, sit there and drink it all day. Like, oh. he was, like, he was drinking, but he was drinking, like, in an adventure. <laughs> okay. That's a trip, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> just at the end of the first hour, July 21, 2021, Dish Wap Peter, so special guest, Jess Ke- Coble. Yep, yep. Almost said cable like an idiot. Uh, Hold tight for hour two. July 21, 2021. It's the second hour of the Wap for Peter show. For HIV for another month. She's confident he's okay.
That sucks, because I'll think like it's still going. Really, I'm just shocked and I'm just watching a little decent thing. I don't want to. Watch for Pedro, should we start off the second hour? Uh, uh, you gave me a few of these things. It's like uh, things with numbers, like daily drop. This one's called Tadpole 120805-01. Subtitled Carmelita. Yeah, yeah Carmelita. That, that's a, 
that's a track off of uh, this album, the new uh, that I put out with this crew, the new, okay, the new, the new deconstruction. deconstruction. Okay, yeah, yeah. because I, I which noticed. is a total. It's a total ripoff of the. Uh, it's just a translation of uh, "Ein Neubauten," like um, in English, pretty much. But like, uh, well, that's like, new collapsing buildings, right? Yeah, I yeah. I got to see them in the desert. It was the last time I ate, ate L, nineteen eighty-three, oh, wow. in the Mojave. That would be an experience. You know, we say Mojave. Yeah. We say yeah, Pedro yeah, yeah. like assholes, but we don't say Mojave. <laughs> 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 we don't say. Uh, well, what else? Jalapenos and tortillas. <laughs> but we do say Pedro. I don't know why. I, I came here from Virginia. They were already saying it. Don't blame a lot of people. We have Plaster Men <laughs> after that with Froth and Lucas Abello, Nudie. Uh, nudie with two O's, not not, not the perv. Uh, uh, Resaca Pero Fuerta uh, Calibos from uh, Irvin, Texas, between uh, Fort Worth and Dallas. Over. From the new deconstruction. That's uh, also from this uh, collab you're doing with these guys. Um, well, we 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 kind of imploded on tour at one point. Oh. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's been talks of uh, another album, and I've been like slowly putting together some stuff. Actually, the the trip hop vocalist uh, uh, in in the group uh, has recently been like kind of pushing the ball more than than anybody else in the group and is finally getting some really, really solid production together. And so like there, there's a possibility of, of a bubbling new, new deconstruction album, but like we, we had one, one EP. And then as soon as we got to New York on tour, we recorded another at the spot looming, um, productions that had like a uh, full drum kit like a, a bass stack a guitar stack and uh, a mixing board and all you needed to do is show up with like a, a, a way to capture two tracks of the mix and you were good to go and so we just like rolled out there and recorded an album as soon as we got to new york and like released that like uh on like black cassette with silver like hand sprawl sharpie wrapped in a spanish book of mormon with a card on the front that made it look like a bar of soap and but i mean we got him into hospital records which was kind of cool at the time which was like the noise shop in new york well, well well from from that and before you were telling me with the rock and roll in seattle area what was in between um probably a buttload of shit right yeah yeah well, I, well so like um i i mean i started like uh taking bass lessons and vocal lessons and like singing for or trying to sing for groups and look for shit but like everything didn't quite feel right uh like uh i, I had like a band bonsai kitty that was all right but like it was a it was a three-piece that didn't quite know what it wanted to be or where it was going and then uh I ended up hooking up with my buddy uh, Abe, Abraham Moses up there, who has this project Prison Food, like as a solo project. But uh, we started this crew, Novahead versus Chickentron, um, that uh, like we just got together and recorded. Like we, we didn't practice. We either like recorded an album or played a show and that's all we did. And so like in, in our first year, like we put like I ended up making these like 16 disc box sets and like um, like like we dropped our first album at the uh, uh Wooden Octopus Skull Fest, which was this crazy noise fest up in Seattle in like 2005. Well, well let's that, talk like, about noise because you kind of make a, I mean, for you, music is music, right? But you, you verge away like from jazz, trombone, and rock and roll trios into this kind of experimental, right? Yeah, and, 100%. And, uh, the guy we should blame is Abe Moses. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure, for sure. Well, like, and because like he had a massive PA in his living room and like a bunch of like room. gears and samplers, and like I just had too much gear for my own my own good, and so like I just would load up all the shit I had and like roll over to his spot, but he was just far enough away that nobody else went over to record. So like he and I were just like hanging out and recording albums. Like we drop in a ninety. Uh, a 90 minute tape and like record on one side and that's a 45 minute EP like and and then and they all ended up being like 46 and a half minutes because you get a little bit more than half than than half on a on a cassette like it's kind of why there's a whole bunch of like noisy EPs that are like the 32 minute mark is because they recorded on half of a 60 minute cassette and like um <laughs> yeah and 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 so like, like the, um the media, yeah like we, the media dictates the fucking form Totally. But but, but so that, what I'm saying is this this was kind of a sea change in your music life. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like I mean I I've been like figuring out what I want to do, but I was still like stuck in like trying to get it right. Like I like I had at that time like I was putting out this series of like three EPs that like now I've rolled up into like a full length album under my own name, but at the time I was releasing them under the name Theory. And like um so I had uh like at the, I mean, I had one night that I spent like all night long, like doing like 323 takes of this like vocal and guitar line wow. because in my head I had to get those two at the same time for it to have the heart and soul of the song right. And at the same time, I was having to give this guitar back to a girl I was breaking up with that the song was about. Uh -oh, so it was all this drama, like, whole, drama. like, drama. like <laughs> mental gymnastics. You know, there's a James like, Jamerson story about recording with Smokey Robbins. He said at Take 247, that's when rigor mortis starts setting in the groove. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Here, and I like, want to play this thing you gave me, another proj, Zero Collective.
Watt for Pedro Show. Yeah, exposed roots. Daily drop 2552. <laughs> Like, so, like so there's 2,500 fucking drops in one day. Yeah, yeah. Zero, I've been pu- I've been pu- I've been putting out an original track with that project every every day since November 22nd, 2011. So today is day 3,530 of putting out a track every day. Okay, that's bitching, man. That's uh, Mail Thompson said, "Discipline conquers hesitation." Mm-hmm. So <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. It's 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 removing the filter of like, is this good enough? It's yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. Like, right, right. It's like finding something that I feel to be real, like that incorporates something of the day into it. Like, and I, I tend to like try and wait till the end of the day. So I, have, I feel like I have the funk of the day all over me so I can just kind of like express that. However, it has made me feel throughout the experience, but like, um, yeah. From the that, hip, from the hip. Not yeah. so, uh, what, you know, redacted, redacted. Uh, next we had, uh, Piao Souffle from Matthew Beck and Al Margolis. Incredible. Yeah, I'm Margolis with the, he, the cassette scene, right, and all this stuff. I've learned about this and later on with the CDR scene. No more trolls. Daily drop, 3,100. Zero collect. So zero collective is basically you alone? I mean, it's an open, open source collaboration. So, like, I mean, it's been as much as, like, 13 people um, for a single performance. But it, it very much is, like, who, me and whoever is around me um, coming together to make a track that day. For, for the daily drop? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I notice only daily drops is where the name says Zero Collective. Okay, okay. So that's a thing that you developed with that, and, and it was kind of a parallel thing, right? A lot of these projects you got going on at the same time. Yeah, like like right now, I'm like War Hippie and the Zero Collective are rolling. Um, like yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, a lot of these things are like kind of overlapping and and like braiding through each other. And uh, uh. Mr. Moses, he's still in the mix? Uh, he's kind of like pushed the shadows, but I'm hoping to get him back out and things. Uh, the, this, like, So, uh, I mean, about 13 years ago, I, I kind of hit the road and like spent a year like solid, like circling the country, like dropping into Seattle and like helping keep the ball rolling up there. And then like kind of joined the circus and, and moved to L.A. and like settled in here for a while. And uh I, I don't know, it, like probably like four or five years ago, this, the scene in Seattle kind of had just been so gentrified and like uh, the, just the software world up there has pushed anybody who isn't like making mad cash out of the city to the point that like the, the noise scene is having, I mean, apart from like a few like solid kickers, like Forest Friends are still up there like doing doing good work and, and getting out there. But for the most part, like a lot of Seattle has stopped playing. For, can I, for, can I uh, run a name by you? To see if yeah. you know Tupperwares. Mm-mm. Tupperwares. I know Melty Plastics. Tupperwares was a singing group, and the band group behind them was El Duce, Elgin, oh, Hoke, who became the Mentors guy, and they became mm-hmm. the Screamers. Oh shit! So believe it or not, the, the the first band that could sell out the whiskey in our scene in the seventies punk came from yeah. Seattle, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people don't know that. <laughs> That's a trip. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, July 21, 2021. Just watch Peter show special guest, Jess Coble. Hang tight for hour three. July 21, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
passing out free hits of black acid to anyone who could stick out his tongue.
Lock for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour with Robo Griefer. This is Daily Drop 3496. Zero Collective. Just Cobalt. Chris Bokoff after that. Uh, get him out. He used to play guitar for Come. Talia over there. Uzi. Boston. Co-ed with Switchblade, brand new. And then what you you, you mentioned this earlier. Nova Head versus Chickatron. Blue Sabbath, Black Cherry. Yeah, that, that one's kind of a, a tip of the hat to uh, Blue Sabbath Black Cheer, which is this crew that was really holding shit down in the like early aughts in Seattle. Um, I mean, yeah, you had Stan, you had, uh, who was just kind of the godfather of the noise scene up there at that point, like really taking a whole bunch of cats under his wing. And then you had William, who was running the Electric Heavyland, which was this badass uh, record store in like Wallingford, just across the freeway from the U District that was just like the like. It was this tiny little hole in the wall, but the Melvins were playing there, and like uh, they would get everybody's no- uh, noise albums up on the uh, up on the shelf, and like it was just a great community spot. Like really, like really did a lot for. Melvin's for the time. first gig was opening for the Minutemen, something called the Mountaineer Lodge or some shit. Hell yeah! A couple of years ago, <laughs> a little bit ago. I think I think uh, Buzz lives here and Dale. They they live here, so count now. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, so. You were talking about uh, when you went to, went, uh, went to New York City and they had a big setup for you for the new deconstruction. You guys were able to just make a record like that. Do you got a situation like that here? I mean, yes um, and no. I mean, I have like way, way, way too big of a speakers and a, a studio kind of set up at my my personal spot, but that's not too great. But at the same time, like... I don't know. I have a lot of uh, like like I helped uh, Cherokee Records get into their new home, so I have like spots like that that I can kind of drop into if I really need to. Um, but like, um, I I don't. I mean, there there are a lot of studios, but there aren't studios quite set up like that. Um, they, the, Looming Productions was such a, a strange beast in that they gave you all the ingredients you needed to cook and just trusted you to like handle your your shit and like do it yourself. And so like. I mean, granted, like it, it, I think it was like twenty bucks an hour. Uh, actually, there's one spot that is definitely like that. That's absolutely amazing. That's like it's not down here, but it's in Oakland. It's called the Vintage Synthesizer Museum, and like you have like like a, an entire studio space that's like broken down into like five different pods that each have their own sub mixer that's going to this like main control computer that you can like record all the stems of everything you're doing. But they just have like so much classic vintage gear. They have like a Mellotron. They have like Buchla rack systems. They have like all kinds of crazy like mono synths and poly synths. Like um, there are some spots, but like it, it's, Who, who's it's, a cat that got that together. That sounds bitchy. Uh, yeah, it's it's this um this badass dude named Lance up there who is just super just cool. I'm actually trying to he's trying to re- relocate the whole thing down to L.A. and so I'm kind of trying to like shop for a, a home to like have him be able to stick all of his synthesizers. Um, so he and, like, owns all these things. So yeah, you can look at I mean, him like it, a museum, it, but then you can also work with them like they're fucking instruments. Totally. And so I'm trying to find like a, a, a large scale studio uh, set, situation that has like a, a studio C or something that hasn't been being used that they yeah. want to like get traffic to their spot and at the same time be able to draw from this like crazy collection of synths to like be a like be able to just like grab one for our line yeah, for a recording like just like on tap. Like, are you, are you hip to this uh, pad that the two D, uh, main Devo guys have on Sunset called Mutato? 
No. Okay, they got a little, it looks like the Fabulous Four miniaturized, and they make all this like Rugrats and kind of music there. But for a while, have you ever heard of the Tonto's Expanding Headband? You know, there's what Steve yeah. Wonder used like on three of his albums. These two guys from England. I mean, it's a whole fucking room, <laughs> one synthesizer. Damn. And it was there for a while. I think it's back in England now, but uh, uh, trippy about that. Look, we're gonna. Cool. I'm gonna play the whole fucking War Hippie cassette. Okay, you gave me both yeah. parts, and yeah, yeah. Let's bring it.
Why for Pedro show final music for this edition? A little bit of negative talk there, but not too much. Just a tiny bit. Uh, Blood Money, Side A, War Hippie. And then Papa Corona come dancing from Regis Philbin's block. Yeah, he put all the fucking letters in one word. Thanks, Brother <laughs> Phil. Regis Phil's been, okay. And then Dan, Side B of Blood Money, War Hippie. And uh, you said that's your most current thing, right? Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, Cole and I have been, like, touring around with that. We uh, headlined the End Times Festival of Experimental Noise uh, a couple years back out in uh, Brooklyn, back when it was uh, still at the Silent Barn, which is uh, no more, which was an amazing venue. Um, And, uh, yeah, like, we've we've been doing some fun stuff. Our last thing, like, uh, we uh, did a shoot um, out at Malibu Creek State Park uh, around the water tower that's up there and had that be a part of a brutal sound effects uh get uh, digital gathering that was pretty fun um as well as part of a uh coaxial island and misfit toys thing which is this experimental monthly showcase i've been doing with uh mike mean streets and mitch brown down here for the last six years in la just kind of having a free showcase that gets all the performers paid and just trying to add something add something to the community and be about make I don't know, like, tagline of at all times is working diligently to make the West Coast the shit. Yeah. Now, you're talking performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, kind of, yeah, maybe not so many, but uh, starting to come back. I did. Uh, yeah, like, um, look, looking at when we're going to be bringing it back, I'm still not super comfortable with, like, doing indoor shows. Yep, like, I'm, yep. I'm kind of planning, like, a little bit of a tour um in october like with some actual indoor venues in portland and seattle but i'm not really feeling like i'm feeling like outdoor shows are the way to go until then what Um, what about uh you know whatever situation these months have you been uh, trading files um yeah like i mean i've I've still been like diligently doing the the daily drop all all oh yeah 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 i'm I'm talking about like like i've made albums with dudes i've never even met (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, so the internet, yeah, sure, sure, you can use it to spread lies and bullshit, but you can also collab with people. <laughs> it's interesting. For sure. It's, it's, no, it's, it's definitely it's, making it so like they're, they're like, and and you have the opportunity to reach out to like people that you respect and that you, that you like enjoy their work and like let them know that and like um and through that like maybe have some sort of like digital collaboration with them as well or just like share a little bit of positivity in people's world like yeah, um yeah that's a good point and where can people find you on the internet um so uh, all the daily drops are at the site uh noiseboard.com but uh B-O-R-E-D, like I'm so bored, I'm going to go check out some noise right now. Um, also like on uh, N-O-I-S-E-B-O-R-E-D.com? Yeah, or it comes up as like the zerocollective.net.org.com. It all just links back to the same thing. Yeah. Um, also on uh, Instagram at the Zero Collective. Um, uh, but or, you, don't you have those links at your main baby? No, I am oh. a disparate like I like I had we had a solid war hippie site, but like yeah. honestly, it got too popular for its own good, and like our server costs started being like like hundreds of dollars a month, and so wow. we just like we just dropped the site, um, yeah. so, which is not the way to go when you're like dealing no, with like you're, something you're like getting popular. Yeah. <laughs> but like I don't, I don't know, like there's a little bit of keep it secret, keep it safe, but at the same time, so, like um, so, Jess, can I'm I a, ask you this? 
you're a cat who spent a lot of time with the straight music, right? Learning in school, taking singing lessons, bass lessons, then getting into the experiment and, and putting on your own things, right? DIY and learning from Mr. Moses and all this. What 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 what, what has this taught you about music? That so much of it is just showing up and doing the thing, and like um, that. If you don't feel it, don't play it. Like and. Uh, just try and find something true that like rings solid for generations, like the universal truths um, when it comes to like, if you're actually going to take the time to say some lyrics or put some lyrics on paper. Right. Now, a lot of your music's instrumental, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially the daily drops. Okay. Um, but, but you're still putting sincere intent, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So titles mean a lot, right? Well, not so yeah. much. <laughs> well, and, and, and it depends, like, because, I mean, sometimes, like, I, I don't know, like, uh, I, I, for a while, was, uh, have been drawing um, album artwork from this artist, uh, Beeple, who in the last six months have kind of, has kind of exploded on the world in terms of, like, the whole NFT wonder and everything. But, like, he was just somebody who was just putting out digital stuff that I respected back in the day. And so, like, I would do, like, pieces that accompanied uh, his... The, digital pieces and so there would be like a cohesive like visual and audio like piece under the same banner um but like uh not always not not, not no but but yeah. art is art right so you can cross boundaries and uh, mix up mediums and shit why not right totally yeah totally. that's bitching let the freak flag fly i want to thank you so much just for being on the show hey, thank and, you so and, much you know thousands of daily drive you get more of the stuff please come back on the show man and uh keep oh, us updated on all these projects you got going it seems like you're on a creative streak brother having a blast doing okay. it okay thanks so much again thanks to the brutal sound effects crew people it's yeah. been july 21 20 21 <laughs> that's hard to say this is why peter show keep your powder dry <laughs>